So, Ollie, you were researching the power and control wheel. So I, yes, I've never yes. heard this term before. Can you explain, please? Of course. Um, um, so this is a tool that you can read about and gain a deeper understanding towards the patterns of an abuser. Um, you can Google the power and control wheel to get a deeper understanding for this. Um, however, we only do have an hour to talk about this segment and chose not to deep dive way into it, but I will tell you a little bit about it. So the power and control wheel is a particularly helpful tool to understanding the overall pattern of of abusive and violent behaviors, which are used by an abuser to establish or maintain control over his, her or their partner of any other victims in the household. Very often, one or more violent incidents may be accomplished by an area of this other types of abuse. They are less easily identified, yet firmly established with a pattern of intimidation and control of the relationship. So the power and control will, will, help, will, will help you kind of find... Um, triggers and behaviors that you could look within a partner whether if it is emotional abuse if financial abuse physical um, they will kind of tell you what signs to look for and I would say that this is a very helpful tool to to have in your back pocket um, I also want to talk about the different kinds of abuse that is out there and I would love to start with emotional abuse. Emotional abuse is very, very common and it includes undermating a person's sense of self-worth through constant criticism, belittling one's ability, name-calling or other verbal abuse, damaging a partner's relationships with their children or not letting a partner see friends and family. You may be in an emotional abusive relationship if your partner calls you names insults you constantly criticizes you does not trust you and act in a jealous or possessive manner tries to isolate you from your family or friends monitors where you go whom you go with and who you call and who you spend your time with um, they do not want you to work and be independent and want to control your finances or refuse to share money they would push you by withholding affection or withholding something that you value, your love language and such stuff. Expects you to ask permission, whether to go to your friend's house, to even go to the toilet if it's as as a um, emotional abuse um, situation. Um, they can threaten to hurt you, your children, your family, your pets and humiliate, humiliates you in any way the word humiliate is a very hard word for me to say <laughs> but yeah it is like a lot of things to think about when you talk when you talk about emotional abuse because it's not really easy to see and sometimes it ha it does start very slow like saying oh I don't like your mother or I don't want you to be seeing your best friend for 10 years because they're toxic for you and like kind of starting slow and ends up with Oh, um, I want you to quit your job. Um, that will that will make the person or the victim hundred percent depending on the abuser because you don't have any money. So if you don't have any money, you cannot leave the relationship because they're paying the food, they're paying the bills, they're doing everything for you. They're paying the gas bills, and if they're paying the gas, um, the fuel bill, uh, the, yes, you can't even run away. <laughs> you can't even run yeah. away. So they have that hold on you so it is it does start very slowly and it escalates into such a bigger thing so it is this kind of small things you need to start looking out for yeah it's very <laughs> controlling 
uh, it seems like. And I think also, like I said earlier, the kind of the point is to isolate you. Uh, it makes it way harder for you to get any help to say something to somebody. And also it's the kind of shame you feel like people f- making you feel like you put yourself in this situation uh, makes it even more hard to tell somebody. So, yeah, it, mm. establishing this kind of control, it's extremely hard to get out of. And we have to recognize this. It does. Um, it also um, kind of wraps up within boundaries, like everything we're going to talk about um, from this point on forward until the end of this episode is very similar to setting your own boundaries and knowing yourself and kind of self-reflecting of what you need from the relationship from the beginning like what am I gaining in this relationship what am I giving in this relationship and how do I want this to go because if you do not know what you want and how you want to grow and what you're getting benefiting from this relationship you could easily go blind and end up in a very sticky situation and it's hard to get out of so it's kind of self-reflecting as well and asking yourself how do you feel in this relationship as well? It's you come first. Yeah, and I feel like the second you feel <laughs> trapped, like you want to leave, but there are so many things holding you back, that's when you should leave. Mm. That's when you when you stop. Like they prevent you from growing uh, as a person. They prevent you from experiencing life at all. Mm-hmm. You ha- you have to get out of that situation. No so, one, yeah. and the most important thing I think is to just uh, be aware of it. Information is such a powerful tool. Mm. Just realizing, like hearing, maybe you hear this episode and you're like, "Oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> my partner sucks," and that that may be enough to like kind of get the wheels going. So, yeah. Yes. Um, just you need to feel how you feel. In, I need to feel how to feel inside. <laughs> you need to self reflect and feel like, okay, this is not healthy. I need to get out. The red flags start showing. Run for the hills, honey. Run for the hills. Because those red flags, they're there to stay. They're there to stay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I... Oh, we actually, do you want to talk about the 90s? Yeah, so so we we talked about this a bit before the show. But when you... When I heard this list of kind of emotional uh, abuse, it really reminded me of the trope of like the 1940s housewife mm. and how they are portrayed to be like just a vessel to take care of your home mm-hmm. the man is uh, kind of the controlling factor of everything and mm-hmm. uh, the wife just answers to him so you can see how this kind of abuse has been historically culturally going on for you know millennia a lot a lot of so if you feel like a 90s 40s housewife and you don't like it <laughs> get out bitch. get out I'll take over and talk about psychological abuse which um, earlier me and Elisa were discussing about how psychological and emotional abuse are very intertwined to each other and it's very hard to I personally found a very hard time to find out what is um, psychological abuse and what is emotional abuse and what is the difference and psychological abuse involves causing fear by intimidation threatening physical harm to self partner or children destruction of pets and property mind games or forcing isolation from friends family school and or work Forms of physical abuse can be statements towards the victim's competence, competence um, such as you can't do anything right, you're dumb, you're this, you're that, la-di-da-di-da, so kind of pushing you down. 
um, can also be statements towards your character as you're lazy, you're unpopular, you're not good for anything, you are da 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 da. So like kind of using words to belittle, belittle you. Um, yeah. So gaslighting. Yeah. So touching on what you called mind games, gaslighting is very much so a mind game because. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a form of manipulation that often occurs in abusive relationships. Uh, this definition is from uh, verywellmind.com, by the way, uh, where you can go and research some more of this. So gaslighting is a covert type of emotional abuse where the bully or abuser misleads the target, creating a false narrative and making them question their judgment and reality. Ultimately, the the victim of gaslighting starts to feel unsure about their perceptions of the world and even wonder if they are losing their sanity. So gaslighting can confuse you and cause you to question your judgment, memory, self-worth and overall mental health. It may may help to... Oh my God, I'm just falling over my tongue today. The studio is hot and (laughs) It's very hot, yeah. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Uh, It may help to know more about the tactics a person who is gaslighting you might use. Uh, And it might be stuff like, uh, don't you remember you said this to me? Uh, If you're confronting them about a situation you didn't like, they might come back to you and say, "That, that, that didn't happen. That never happened like this. It happened like that. It was actually your fault. You forget this all the time, even though they are the one who made the mistake. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, that really gets to you. And I want to put in a story from a friend of mine who was experiencing a lot of gaslighting in his relationship. And what happened was uh, his partner was uh, gaslighting him so much that he really started to think that he had amnesia, which is very sad. He like was very worried about his mental health. Uh, he got depression from it just from thinking like I, I keep forgetting everything. How can I forget this? And it's like it it uh, hurt him in a very bad way. Mm. But he started realizing that it was actually uh, she who was doing it, his girlfriend. And when he did, it was like a different person. It kind of switched. He was like oh shit, it's not me, mm-hmm. it's her. Mm-hmm. She's really trying to make me think I forgot stuff, even though it was her. Mm-hmm. And it just changed his whole day. Or like his uh, day, oh, every day-to-day life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I feel like gaslighting is a very, very common um, and more educated about now than it was before. But it's a very dangerous form of manipulation because mani- we have so many ways of manipulating and gaslighting is like, yeah, um, I saw a red car today. And someone's like, no, it was green, even though it was red. So it's like, yeah. it does fuck up with your mind a lot. And it, it's also a form of controlling <laughs> your re- perception of reality. So it's like, it falls under the, they are controlling you mm, uh, mm. bar. Yeah. It is, it is a lot to take in. Um, also within this, it's there's physical abuse, which I feel like it's easier to see rather than manipulation because sometimes manipulation just starts really slowly, as I've stated earlier, while physical abuse is more you can see it, um, it's there. So physical abuse involves hurting or trying to hurt a partner. It could be also by denying medical care or forcing alcohol or drug use or using 
using other physical force. You may be in a physical abusive relationship if your partner damages property when you're angry, pushes, slaps, bites, kicks or chokes you, abandons you in dangerous or unfamiliar places, scares you by driving recklessly, uses a weapon to threaten or hurt you, forces you to leave your home, traps you in your home or keep you from leaving, prevents you from calling the police or seeking medical attention, hurts your children, uses physical force in sexual uh, situations. So this is more physical and oh, that kind of hit me so hard. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've read this so many times and reading this now kind of makes me feel anxious and it's very scary, especially like if it is an abusive relationship when the person is physically stronger than you, because you could do a lot of if it's psychological uh, manipulation, there's it's not about who's bigger. But I feel like in physical, like if someone is bigger than you and like deadlifts yeah. 200 kgs. But it, it can also be like they might be smaller than you, but if they're yeah. really ferocious, yes. uh, it can yes. be scary as well. And you don't it want to hurt scary. them back because no. you love them. And just being hit by a person you love can be really scarring. It can be very scarring. Yeah, so it's not fun. And I see that a lot of the same... Uh, sim- I see the similarities between the physical abuse and kind of the emotional abuse as well. Mm. But yeah, it's it's more about intimidating you. Yes. Scaring you, yeah. Now I do want to talk about financial or economic abuse. This is a very... Um, severe thing in relationships and involves by making or attempting to make a person financially dependent by maintaining total control over financial resources, withholding access to money and or forbidding attendance at school or employment. This is very controlling and you would feel very, very trapped in such a relationship because you do not have enough money to, you don't have your own financial independence to get out of there so you will be forced to be with this partner i would also love to talk about sexual abuse um before i start this i feel like um in so many in so many uh, relationships when you are in a sexual relationship it is not really seen that there is a sexual abuse in there because it is a sexual relationship however if you say no or if you do not feel well and the other person mounts themselves on top of you that is sexual abuse but sexual abuse involves forcing a partner to take part in a sex act when their partner does not consent you may be in a sexually abusive relationship if your partner accuses you of cheating or is often jealous of your outside relationships wants you to dress in a sexual way insults you in sexual ways or calls you sexual names has ever forced or manipulated you into having sex or performing sexual acts, holds you down during sex, demands sex when you're sick, tired or after beating you, hurts you with weapons or objects during sex, involves other people in sexual activities with you without your permission, ignores your feelings regarding sex. So if that has ever happened, self-reflect and find a way out yeah it's hard because uh i understand that this might seem like a gray zone for some people because it's like uh it's just a matter of trying to convince them because sometimes 
it's like when you go work out with somebody, you're not mm. always motivated to do it, but then they might like motivate you and then you go and it feels good. But it's not the same in sex because you have to be all in mm-hmm. on it. And mm. it's, I mean, sometimes if you're convinced to do it anyways, it's, you know, it's hard. It's a gray area. It's and that's why area. it's so important to set very strict boundaries and mm-hmm. read the signs from your partner. If you can see that she's kind of or he's kind of looking away or like kind of not engaging as much as you, mm. don't keep going. Maybe you should stop and take a break and be like, hey, are you OK? Talk about it. Yeah. Get some intimate, um, not physical, but intellectual yeah. bonding. And you should know them well enough to know that they don't want it. Yes, yes. But it's, yes, it is a very great area for a lot of people because some people, it is a love language um, for a lot of people. And it's sometimes if you like, you feel if you withdraw sex from the table because you're not feeling well, you're not feeling up to it, you're just not in the mood, uh, you feel like you're withdrawing love from them. Yeah. And it's not the case. You just need to kind of know where you both are in the situation and kind of feel it from there but do not force yourself in onto someone else even though you've been in a relationship for so many years and you don't feel like it's wrong if they're not in the mood they're not in the mood yeah and it's not like you don't owe them anything okay maybe you haven't had sex in a week and you're like okay i'm just gonna do it for you now because it's been a while that's that's not a good enough reason like if you haven't had sex in a long time maybe there's another reason for that maybe so don't push yourself just to please your partner in that way because it can create a pattern and that pattern might be very hurtful to you without you even realizing it. And so many people fall into this pattern and think it's okay, like I can handle it, it's not that bad, it's not such a big problem, mm. but it's, it's, it is and it's going to take way too long for you to realize it. No, yes, definitely agree. And also let's normalize by pleasing yourself in a relationship yeah you know we do have vibrators for a reason and it's not only for the single people like if your partner does not want want to have sex with you and you're a little bit on and you want to do something about it listen go to even not even go online online not a yeah <laughs> there's toys for you out yes. there yes and just handle yourself okay um and even for a man as well, you have a hand or and there, oh, there's a flashlight out there. So, yeah. And saying I'm horny is not a good enough reason for your partner to have sex with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta come with something better. Maybe try to woo her a little bit, but Ooh. be sensitive. Or him. You know, or, or him, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. make them comfortable because one of the reasons they might not have, want to have sex with you is because they're not comfortable. So mm. that's that would be the first step, I think. Yes, I also feel like communication within um, this part is, within the sexual abuse part is very, because I wouldn't say, I wouldn't always say it's abuse if your partner mounts up to you, but like say that this is not okay. But if they keep on repeating that pattern of ignoring um, what you're saying, then I would say it would be abuse. But if it happens once and you say, okay, I do not feel comfortable about this, let's not do it again. And they do not do it again. We have that conversation. We're fine. We move on. We've progressed. Yeah. If they repeat their actions, even after they say sorry, there's a part in there. You cannot change them. I'm not going to say that enough. (laughs) Yeah. And also doing it under the influence of like uh, drugs or alcohol. 
sometimes it's fun, but the, the dangerous thing is that it's very hard to communicate sometimes where you're in their, that state. So mm. if you actually don't want to and you're too drunk to tell them, it might just keep going. And that's very hurtful. And you don't even know it And after it feels shitty. Yes. So be clear, communicate well. Now we're going to talk about how you can find help. How you can find help. Do you want to do that? How to find help? Well, uh, we have uh, many different uh, organizations that offer helplines that you can contact, which we mentioned at the start of this episode, and I'm going to repeat them now if you jumped in midway. Yes. So... One the most prevalent one in uh, at least in Norway is the VO Linien, which is one one six zero zero six, and this is there's a low bar for contacting them. You can call anonymously, uh, tell them about your situation, and they will try to help you as best they can. And they will not do anything without your permission, of course. If you are in a relationship, you feel like if I do something, it's gonna hurt me, or it's gonna do something. Uh, then they will find a way to work around it so that you and your closest people are safe. Uh, you can also contact police, of course, and they will direct you into the right sources. Uh, they will do what they can, um, hopefully. Uh, and then you have Helsinurge. Uh, the website has a lot of resources you can go into. I suggest you do research and uh, what you can do, uh, is this normal in a relationship? You know, that can just send you on your way to realize that you need to get out or that you need to do something. And if you are religious, there you can, uh, of course, contact your church or your uh, religious uh, person uh, if that's kind of a tight-knit community, uh, which uh, I see... It's very helpful to a lot of people who don't know where to go. You can always mm-hmm. go to the church, even if you're not religious. If you just need somewhere to go, you don't know where, just yes. they will help you. Amen, amen. Um, thank you so much for listening. And if you do need help, please contact those informations that we've just stated. And remember, please take care of one another. And thank you for listening.